0: I think ultimately we turned something that was really challenging into sort of a a positive experience for us because the outcome of it, if things went well, would be what we wanted more than anything else. Welcome to my show, Big Little
1: Choices. I'm Shree and my show is about the amazing women and especially moms that all of us are surrounded with. Each episode will feature a mom that I admire and someone who has made a bold and unconventional choice because it's what's best for her and her family. This show is also about building community so you can hear stories from others like yourself and sometimes very much unlike yourself and feel empowered to make choices that are right for you. I hope you enjoy the show. My guest today Madhavi is a close friend and someone I've drawn a lot of inspiration from over the course of our friendship. Madhavi grew up as an only child in Bangalore, India and despite coming from a family of doctors decided to come to the US and study graphic design. And although it was a decision that she had made for herself, there was a certain amount of hesitation about making that move.
0: Funnily, the hesitation was more on my end because I was scared to leave home. But I think my dad recognized that for the career path that I had chosen, my options were quite limited in India and he wanted me to go to one of the best schools. And I had gotten in on my own merit with my own hard work. And so he actually pushed me to come to the point where I didn't want to leave, didn't want to go to the airport. He packed my bags and drove me there and said, you're gonna go, life's gonna be great, and we're just a phone call away, and if you ever feel like it's too much, you can always come back home. And so that gave me the courage I needed to leave.
1: So despite growing up in one of India's most cosmopolitan cities, Madhavi was pretty enamored by everything she saw in art school. She found the way people express themselves through their clothes, art, and music almost like a new form of urban tribalism. And as a result, this experience not only informed her career path, but was also a big influence in how she shaped her own identity. Following art
0: school, Madhavi was fortunate to quickly get a break in the design world. One of the most supportive people that I ever met and she's my mentor to this day. She gave me a job a week after I graduated. I basically did, I was her understudy and I did all of her design work. Um, She was the brains, I was the hands. I mean, we were a phenomenal team and we worked together for a year and a half. And then she moved out of the country and left me with all her clients. So overnight, Yeah, overnight I had my own design practice with clients like the Slanted Door and the Jewish Film Festival and SF MoMA. I mean, I would have never been able to build this kind of client list myself. And it's because she trusted my design sensibility and my work um, and I was so grateful to her for that. So I got my feet wet running my own studio for about three years. And at that point, um, you know, my life in the United States had sort of come to a standstill and I made one big decision in my life at that point, so in two thousand and eight, I had actually gone to India on vacation, and it was during that time that I had a really deep conversation with my dad and expressed to him that I wanted to spend more time with my parents because it had been eight years since I left home, and I felt like my connection to them was sort of frayed, and i you know and so um and like I mentioned, things in in San Francisco were seeming to be a little bit. At a standstill so i just came back packed my bags said goodbye to everyone had maybe 10 farewell parties and left and moved back to india
1: madami found her way back to bangalore and had a wonderful experience she had a few high profile design clients reconnected with old school friends and got to spend time with her parents and the bonus was getting back in touch with her high school sweetheart and now husband abhi Abhi at this time was in California, and so Madhavi made her way back to San Francisco once again. A couple of years in,
0: they started exploring the idea of starting a family. Abhi and I had been married for about three years, and neither of us had, in the beginning, started out the marriage with the burning desire to have kids. I think we both valued our lives and our careers and our friends, but at some point, you know, three years in, we were like, Yeah, let's think about this. I think this is something we'd like. You know, I think it'd be fun to have a kid, maybe a couple, we don't know. Um, And so we started exploring it. And at that time, I, um, you know, did what most women would do, go to the doctor and get myself checked out to make sure that everything was in working order. And that's where the big saga began. While doing tests
1: to identify why Madhvi was having trouble conceiving, Doctors found that she had uterine fibroids and severe endometriosis, both of which can lead to infertility. After a daunting surgery to get both conditions rectified, Madhavi was back at the doctor's office, still having had no success with the pregnancy. A couple of rounds of less invasive forms of fertility treatments later, Madhavi was told that her only shot at a successful pregnancy at this point was to make a decision to move forward with IVF.
0: So that's a pretty big decision, right? Yeah, it was a very big decision. I mean, Abby and I had always thought that maybe that would be a possibility considering what we had heard from the time of my fibroid surgery, but we hearing the th- the words come out of her mouth was sort of a, you know, a little too real for us. So, we said, uh, "Can we have some time to think about this?" We came home, we talked about it, and both of us personally were quite open to the idea because we felt like you know, it is a course of treatment that is available, that is clinically efficacious. It's been well-researched. And we we just thought it would be worth trying at least once. We didn't want to immediately write it off. And so we talked to our parents and, you know, decided that, yes, we would try one cycle. We considered the emotional, financial, physical toll that it may have And I think Abi was mostly concerned about the toll that it was going to have on me. But I was willing to do it. I was, I felt like it was worth doing it once. And I was very clear about that. Your parents, your in-laws were all fairly supportive through this process. They were extremely supportive. My parents, both being medical practitioners, I think have always been very open about our bodies, about, you know, stuff that we go through and any chronic condition that I may have had or any, you know, I very openly discussed it, not just with my mother, but my father as well. So we discussed this with them and um, all they wanted to know was, are we in good hands? So they looked up the doctor that was treating us and they they just wanted to make sure that we were going to a place that wouldn't jeopardize my health or put me at any risk, because that was the most important thing to them. Seeing that I was going to give it this one shot, I was very gung-ho about it and I was almost excited to be given the opportunity to try this out. So, you know, I think ultimately we turned something that was really challenging into sort of a, a positive experience for us because the outcome of it, if things went well, would be what we wanted more than anything else.
1: Madhavi had a successful experience with IVF and ended up getting pregnant with her son Varun. But there was a lot of other stuff that made the experience of having a child very challenging.
0: During IVF and during my pregnancy, I was so focused on, you know, you're in the process, you're in the journey. So you like have checklists, you're like busy, you're organized, you're, you're building up to this big event. And then the big event happens. And in my case, he was born via C-section because I had had previous uterine surgery. And so I don't think my body had a chance to come to terms with the fact that it was giving birth to a new human being, um, hormonally or physically. So I waltz into the operating theater super confident and happy. I leave feeling absolutely deflated. It was a really, it was almost, it was a literal shock to my system I think I was not expecting the emotional and physical sort of toll that having a child would would take on me. Um, so definitely the first three weeks were really hard. And I think every new mother will go through this, not every, there are some really lucky new mothers who don't go through this, but I think most, most new mothers that I've talked to have found those first few weeks to just be, you know, uh, really kind of, very challenging so there's also the the added challenge of breastfeeding and the pressures that people put on you to sort of feed your child a certain way and for a lot of women it is just not possible and there's so much stigma associated with that and you're feeling bad enough you know as it is and then there's this added pressure so i come home and i feel lost and i feel like i've lost my sense of self and my identity um it was really rough as madhavi said For many women, including myself,
1: postpartum can be a really challenging experience. From high expectations we set for ourselves, to wanting to conform to societal norms, be it on breastfeeding, sleep training, or lack of self-care, the months and sometimes years following the baby's birth can be incredibly hard and frustrating. Madhavi shared what helped her get through this
0: tough stage. I mean, the silliest things, actually. Um, Asking my dad if I could drink a glass of wine and him saying, yeah, go for it was probably the first fun thing that I did Uh after my kid was born, Um, going for walks, starting to feel normal again. And I actually started working part time when he was six weeks old because my mom was in town. And for me, work was sort of a release. It just felt like I was getting my life back. And it was so important for me to stay in touch with what I was doing as far as my career goes and with the people around me. And I
1: think that's really refreshing to hear because I think as new moms, we're expected to conform to a certain sort of stereotype, right? But I think it's also interesting to hear your perspective where you equally wanted to take care of yourself while you were taking care of your child.
0: Yeah, I think my mental state and stress level being low and my mental state being good were probably far more important for my child than just fulfilling some obligation of spending X number of months or X number of hours with him. So I trust my mother completely. And so I knew he was in the most capable hands. I mean, she raised me, so, you know. You Um, turned out fine. Yeah. So, and she was so encouraging of me going back to work because she could see that I was missing this huge piece of myself and my life that, you know, she, she actually encouraged it and, um, and luckily, like I said, I worked at a place that was very flexible, that was run by a woman and it, it just, it felt so good to be back amongst my peers and actually celebrate the birth of my, my child with them. One of the most
1: admirable things about Madhavi is her willingness to be honest and open about her struggles. Be it her challenges with infertility or postpartum, she's never shied away from opening up about these issues.
0: I think the most important thing about that journey is that I owned it, I made a choice, I stuck with my choice, and it's led to the best possible outcome that it could have. And I want to share this with other people because I feel far too often we feel like we're not empowered to make the choice that is the right one for us. A, because we don't have the community to discuss it with we feel like maybe there's something wrong with us which is why we're in this position in the first place and i just want to you know i have had friends after i went through ibf who went through the same thing and and i was literally the very first person they could talk to about it and i want that to change i think it needs to be normalized i think people need to talk about it All of us have our own challenges. We face our own health problems. And let's just make it easier on everyone by being open and and sort of helpful when it comes to these really challenging things.
1: Most couples desire to have two or more kids. And so Madhavi's choice to only have one child is a little unconventional. We talked about what drove her to make that decision and wrapped up our chat with some final thoughts on how she makes decisions in life.
0: Like I said earlier, um, both through pregnancy and immediately following the birth of my son, I felt this sort of sense of a loss of identity. And I've only now started to regain it now that I've gone back to work full time and I'm, I'm really, really enjoying my job. And having another child represents a little bit of a setback for me. I know this sounds really selfish, but I do think that I'm at a point in my life now where I need to really focus on who I am, on my career, on the things that... For the last four or five years, of, as we've gone through this journey of infertility, of treatment, and having a child, I've disregarded those pieces of my life. My son is more or less self-sufficient, as self-sufficient as a two-and-a-half-year-old can be. Mm-hmm. And I'm finally now starting to feel like, yeah, I have a few glimpses of that former life back. The other thing that um, leads me to this decision is I'm an only child and I'm very comfortable being an only child. I missed having a sibling for maybe a few years growing up, but I have so many close friends and I've been such an independent person all my life that I think it's a really valid and good choice. I'm not ruling it out completely. At this point, I'm quite clear that one is the right number for me, but down the road, you know, that might change.
1: One of the things that I've always admired about you is the confidence that you have when you're making these somewhat difficult life choices, whether it was to go through IVF, whether it was to move back to San Francisco, whether it is now to just have one child. What is it that drives that confidence in you?
0: Um, There's a few factors that contribute to that. One is definitely my father and seeing him make these bold choices throughout his life without too much analysis, without too much fear, he's got a really, really high, big appetite for risk, Um, maybe a little too much. (laughs) That's tempered by my mom, who's sort of the other end of the spectrum. But I think, you know, for me, I feel like committing to something and seeing it through is a much more attractive option than stewing on it so much that you're like paralyzed to do anything at all. So I may not always make the right decision, but I own all of the decisions that I make. And I learn from how they ultimately play out.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode, and I hope you enjoyed it. I'll be back soon with another interview. And until then, if you have any feedback or comments on the kinds of choices you want to hear more about, let me know.